everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Gluck, and today it's 12 Questions Version of the Podcast with Simon Pagano of Team Penske in the IndyCar Series. As you know, I recently went to the Long Beach Grand Prix, and I was like, okay, what IndyCar driver should I talk to for the 12 questions? I've done one with Hinchcliffe before. Last year, I did a social spotlight with Joseph Newgarden. You know, who haven't I talked to yet that would be kind of fun to talk to? And it always seems like Simon Pagano has such a great spirit about him. He's always smiling and in a good mood, it seems like. So I thought it would just be fun to sit down with him, interview him for the first time. We'd never met before this. So check out what he had to say in the 12 questions. All right, everybody, I'm here with Simon Pagano. And Simon, the first question is, how often do you have dreams about racing? I just had one last night, actually. I was Really? Uh, yeah. We uh, we're doing some experiments, and uh, I dreamt that I was driving it. So uh, I have to say, um, when I was a kid, I used to drive. Um, I used to dream of driving a lot, almost every night. I used to put myself into that thinking mode as well, just hoping I was going to dream about it. Wow. Okay, that's pretty cool. Um, so if you get into someone during a race, whether it's intentional or not, does it matter if you apologize afterwards? That's a very good question. <laughs> Uh, that is a great question for me personally uh, I don't talk for the others I know we're all different um, I feel like I'm if I'm doing if I did something wrong and I know it's completely wrong and it was my fault I'd always apologize because I want the others to know that when I'm going for it and I'm in my right I'm in my right okay yeah that makes sense what is the biggest compliment someone could give you uh, for me, my big, the biggest one would be, you know, that the the dedication when someone tells me how, that they impress how dedicated and professional I am. Um, that's the biggest compliment I could take. Okay. So IndyCar comes to you and they say, "Hey, we're bringing a big celebrity to the race, and we're wondering if you have time to say hi, maybe host them a little bit." Who's a celebrity you'd be really excited to host at a race? There's a lot. Uh, a lot that I'd like to host, but I think one that I really would like to meet and, and have come to the race is Jimmy Fallon, actually. I really enjoy his show, and his personality seem like we could get along really well. Um, so I'd love to have him here. Um, have you ever gotten to go on any late-night talk shows like that? No, I haven't. No, I haven't had that opportunity. No, it's uh, unfortunate. I hope I will someday. Okay. Yeah. Um, in an effort to show it's a health-conscious sport, IndyCar decides to offer the number one pit stall selection for an upcoming race to the first driver willing to go vegan for a month. Woo. Would you do it? I mean, anything for I did an advantage, uh, <laughs> but it'd be very hard for me because I do, I do love my uh, my chicken, my my meat. Um, it'd be a tough month, but I'd probably do it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> is the number one pit stall a big advantage in is IndyCar? A, is it an advantage because you get it straight out? You yeah. can go straight out. You don't need to swing around somebody. So there's a bit of an advantage to that, yes. Okay. Well, I'm glad that question translates across from NASCAR to IndyCar because I was worried that you would look at me and be like, who cares? No, number one. That's a good question. Okay. It's a good that, one. I'm glad. Uh, 
Okay, it's time for the random race challenge. So I've picked one race from your career, okay. and you have to tell me where you finish in this okay. race. Okay, let me see. That might not be easy for me. <laughs> okay, uh, the 2014 Long Beach Grand Prix, since we're here at Long Beach. So I was with Schmidt, and we had... I, I go this way. I tried to remember the color of the car. That helps me. 14, was it the Lucas Oil? No, it was the Charter car, I think. Yeah, it was the Charter car. I think that's the race I got, wi- I got in with Will, so I finished fifth. Yes. Yes. You did there finish you fifth. Yes. <laughs> you started with a really good recovery. Finished fifth. Uh, Conway won, and Juan Pablo finished just ahead of you. Yes, yes. Uh, we got together with Will on that race. If it wasn't for that, I think I could have won the race. But, oh, okay. Uh, that's why I was pretty upset. <laughs> Sorry to bring up a bad memory. It's okay. <laughs> Proud of it. Um... Who is the best rapper alive? Eminem. Eminem. No okay. question. No question? No question. Okay. In my mind. <laughs> Who has the most punchable face in IndyCar? Punchable? Uh-huh. Whoa. <laughs> He's got a good one. Uh, <laughs> punchable. Who would I punch by pleasure? Let me think. <laughs> Rossi Rossi Yeah <laughs> You actually want he to Or he won't react He's going to hear that And he's yeah. going to be like Oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay so um, IndyCar list, enlists uh, Three famous Americans To be part of your team For one race As part of a publicity push This is one of those Where I'm not sure If the positions apply To IndyCar So you'll have to help me here yeah. But um, So you have a crew chief, which is what your uh, race strategist. No, my crew chief is uh, my crew chief. My my, uh, my head mechanic is is the one that sends okay. me on the track. So a head mechanic. Yeah. Uh, spotter. Spotter. Yeah. And do you have a motorhome driver? Yes. Okay. So head mechanic, spotter, motorhome driver. They are bringing Taylor Swift, LeBron James, and Tom Hanks. You have to decide which person to put in which role for one just for Woo! one race. For one race? Yes. You're going to get big publicity out of this. Tom Hanks and LeBron and James. Yes. Wow. So I get. In which position? You say head mechanic, spotter, spotter? and motorhome driver. Motorhome driver. I'd I'd put Tete as uh, as my uh, head mechanic. Okay. So she can send me on track. <laughs> she okay. could do that really well, I'm sure. Um, LeBron James. I put him as. Uh, my, my bus driver, yeah. Because then we could have a little chat afterwards. Yeah, and some motivation. Uh, yeah, and then, uh, yeah, he would be really good motivation before the race, too. Sure. He could massage me, too. Because my <laughs> yeah. bus driver actually massages me. So oh, okay, okay. He's a chiropractor. He knows stuff about sports science. And I'm sure LeBron yeah. could do that, you know. That would be good preparation. And then, uh, yeah, so strategist would be Tom Hanks. I think he's a really smart guy, so terrific. Okay, cool. <laughs> um... What is the key to finding the best pre-race bathroom? Bathroom? What's uh-huh. that? Bathroom? You know, like oh, bathroom. Yeah. What is the trick to it? Yeah. Do you guys have a problem doing that? Or is it easy for you guys? To find it? Yeah. Because, like, okay, so in NASCAR, they, they all do their, like, little ride around. They get off the yeah. thing on pit road, and they're like... Where is it? You know, yeah, where's the porta potty or whatever? What I do, I always do a recce before. I make sure that I know where it is. Um... That's one thing that I check always. Oh, okay. It's funny. It's it's like 
It's natural. I don't even think about it, but I always check where is it, depending on my grid place. Okay. Second nature. But yeah, there's also another thing is when you step off the truck after the parade lap, just follow another driver. (laughs) Just draft off them. Yeah, exactly. Okay. We usually all go into the same place. Okay. So, uh, as you know, Carl Edwards used to do backflips in NASCAR. Um, let's say IndyCar. Is he still doing it, you think? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe in his backyard? Yeah, in his know? backyard on the farm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so IndyCar wants their own backflipper. And they By want the way, my mother-in-law is really upset you retired. Yeah? That she, it was his she guy. She was a fan? Oh, yeah. She's really upset. Who did she move on to? Uh, she moved on with me. Oh. Yeah. That's it. Okay. Nobody else. No, no replacement. <laughs> so IndyCar decides it wants its own backflipper. Uh, after a race, how much would they have to pay you to backflip off your car after your next win? Pay me? Uh huh. Several hundred millions. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> because I could really hurt myself and it would probably land badly. Okay. So, yeah. So, several couple hundred millions would be a great, good pay there. Yeah. I'll take that. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I would too. Okay. So, uh, each week I asked a driver to give me a question for the next interview. Okay. So um, I just did an interview with Ty Dillon and his question for you is... He knew it was for me or not? He knew it was for you. He yeah. knew. Um, wow. Why does it seem like NASCAR drivers can come to IndyCar and run well, but when it goes the other way, the learning curve seems steeper? That's a shitty question. <laughs> he said he might be the most punchable face. Yeah, he's, become, you, he's yes. become the most punchable face. Exactly. <laughs> Let me punch him next time I see him. Um, I, I honestly think I actually would agree with him. Um, I think because we have so much grip on IndyCars that you know, finding that limit is a little easier than the NASCAR where the limit is so early on for them, they have to always drive under. And it's very hard for a driver to drive under the limit because we always want more. Hmm. Um, I do think it's easier when you have wings to find that grip level and extract the best out of it. Uh, when you have very little grip, it's you're always on the on the edge. And so I think that's the reason. Uh, I really think also their cars are heavier, so it's harder to manipulate, um, and they have very strong competition, which we do too. But it's um, that would be the reason I think that the grip level of the cars, the tires are skinnier on the NASCAR heavier car it's it's a bigger machine to move around okay interesting so my next interview is with Jimmy Johnson uh, do you have a question Jimmy I could Johnson, ask Jimmy Johnson you know yeah. he's one of my favorite Th- I did not know that wow that's okay. cool and his brother is one of my best friends but oh, I don't really? know Jimmy okay so oh you don't know Jimmy personally no I don't oh. uh, question for him yeah, I do hang out where he grew up, actually, because Haley, my fiancée, she's from El Caron. Really? Yeah, they all know each other there. Oh, wow. And uh, Jimmy used to live in El Caron when he grew up. Yeah. Um, I don't know, what would I ask him? That's a funny question. The problem is I have too many thoughts, and I don't never know uh-huh. where, to, where to go. So, so Jimmy, he's got eight championships, right? Seven, yes. Seven? Uh-huh. So, yeah, eight. No, he's going for eight. Foreshadowing. Yeah. <laughs> so, for your eighth championship, Jimmy, what... What are you going to do different when you celebrate? Okay. And what was the most epic moment during your celebration of your first seven? Okay. I like that. I'd like to know that. I would like to know that too. Well, cool. Simon, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. That's cool. All right, everybody. So there you have it. 
That was a really fun interview. I was smiling again, listening back to it. It's really fun when the drivers seem to have fun with it and don't take it too seriously or anything and um, can just have a good time. I feel like that was the case with Simon. He seemed to enjoy it. And, and it was nice of him to be willing to do it in the first place, given that I don't know if he knew who I was or anything or we'd never met. So definitely appreciate him doing the interview. As you know, I went to Long Beach after taking a vote from my patrons on patreon.com. 58% voted to send me to that Long Beach race over Bristol. Turned out to have a really good weekend there and got to experience the Long Beach Grand Prix for the first time. So that was really cool. If you want to weigh in on future decisions like that, I don't ask for every race, but some races I ask people to decide which race I should go to. And you can help support the website and the podcast at the same time by signing up on patreon.com slash jeff underscore gluck. The next episode is going to be a how I got here version of the podcast, and that is with Joe Gibbs Racing President Dave Alpern, sitting down with him to find out his journey in NASCAR and how he got to where he is today. Then I will not be at Talladega Super Speedway this weekend because I'm the best man in a wedding, so I'm having to skip Talladega. I'm hoping to watch it. Not sure what the wedding weekend schedule is going to be like, but I'm hoping to watch the race and be able to, quote, cover it, you know, from afar. And if that's the case, maybe I can do a podcast with one of my friends at the wedding or something. I'm not, I'm not sure how it's going to all work out, but um, that could be interesting on Sunday night. So you may want to check that out if I'm able to pull it off. And then if you enjoy the 12 questions, next week's version is with Jimmy Johnson. As you heard, uh, Simon gave a question for him, so I got to talk to Jimmy. And I hope you will enjoy that one as well. Thank you, as always, for all your support, for listening, for the feedback on Twitter. It's what really keeps me going, and I really appreciate all of it. So until we speak again, have a great week. Talk to you later on the Untitled Jeff Glock Podcast.